everyone, and welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Kate Elston. I'm, I'm Meg Tro... Uh-huh. Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> I'm Meg Trowbridge. And I'm Meg Hayes. Welcome. Um, the reason there was some in unison overlap is because <laughs> we are obviously sheltering in place, and we are finally figured out a way to communicate in a way that we can look at each other and talk into our own microphones. So... Uh, we're not together, but this is better than Zencaster because we can look at each other in the face. Yes. yes. Although Zencaster right. definitely still sponsor us. You know, listen, Zencaster. Really nice to see each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now I'm just looking at the, the top half of Meg Hayes' face. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I'm blocking my, my really messy apartment. So I just am like, yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> you can't go any the further sc- out. <laughs> the screen is full on Meg Hayes' face. Um, so... I was like, I was like in a staff meeting today with like 55 people and I literally like, you guys can see my shirt. This is a normal shirt. This isn't my sleep shirt, but it might as well be a sleep shirt. I like <laughs> changed out of one gray sweatshirt to get into another gray sweatshirt, <laughs> but I didn't sleep in it. So I was like, well, I'm getting dressed from the top up this is different even though everyone was probably just like you're obviously wearing pajamas <laughs> yeah i have for foregone deodorant like i'm i'm oh, walking yeah. around my house like deodorant doesn't exist but i still sweat as much as i do when i'm <laughs> like i'm not doing anything different. i'm still going on bike rides like i'm still sweating like mm-hmm. this I, i'm i'm excreting odor so like Deodorant is not canceled. Like, it is still society. I need to wear deodorant. I mean, if that's what you can call your husband. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, yeah, wait. So how, wait, okay. So for anyone who's just short, let's just back up a second before we get into some more quarantine talk. Um, or as I like to call it, quarantine-splaining. Nope. (laughs) Remove. Nope. We'll work on it. (laughs) We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, For anyone who's just joining us. corner with a Q. The corner yeah, has quarantine a cue. Quor- quarantine queefing. Queef- well, okay. is that what you're There's doing? definitely <laughs> a lot of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who might just be joining us, this is Vicious Cycle. We are a podcast that seeks to demystify, bitch about, and laugh at periods. Um, and today's episode is a perfect episode. It's a crossover ep with the uh, ladies over at the Bloom Saloon podcast, yeah, which is them. a podcast all about Judy Bloom books. And we're a podcast about periods and you put them together and we do an episode on the iconic period classic. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Yes. So that's what today's all about. And, um, but yeah, let's, before we get into it, let's just check in. I want like we, the three of us probably see each other several times a week. It has not been the case the last week. I haven't touched your faces as well as my face in so long. I actually I touch my face every day, but I miss touching your faces. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I proceeded to go out today grocery shopping and I washed my hands, but I didn't wash my phone and then I just ate sunflower seeds. I'm like, I'm for sure getting coronavirus. <laughs> I'm like all up inside my mouth, like the inside of my mouth, like taking pieces of shell out of like my molars. <laughs> like, why am I just eating finger foods all the time now? Like, yeah. I should not be doing that. It should be like fork or nothing yeah and <laughs> forks that are like six feet away from, <laughs> right. from yourself that you've been distancing yourself from yeah forks yeah. with like extenders 
I don't have anyone to hug, so this is the type of conversation I have. Um, just talking about <laughs> fingers, my own fingers in fingers my mouth. in my mouth. <laughs> well, speaking of people to hug, Meg Tro, how is it being locked in with your husband? Locked in? Sig- locked in. <laughs> um, so he's definitely like, I feel like I'm taking it pretty seriously. Um, but he is like the expert in... Uh, you know, how to protect oneself and therefore others. Um, so like today we had a uh, wine delivery come in and I had to go down to actually sign for the package, which like outrageous, but what can you do? Uh, and Kevin was like, Oh, hold on. Let's, uh, let's put a mask on you. And I was like, Oh my God. And like, he's right. But I was like, I, it was a four second interaction and it was like within my building. And I was like, yeah, this, these are the times we're in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it took a while to get the mask ready, so the guy was just like waiting down there. I was like, oh, and meanwhile, sorry. you've touched your face, like putting on the mask. I know. And- yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, our yeah. apartment, like we've desanitized this place like so many times now that like this truly feels like a clean zone, so I can touch yeah. my face in peace. Oh, that's good. Good yeah. for you. Well, I chose the wrong time to grow out bangs because all I do <laughs> is touch my face. <laughs> it's truly scary, no matter what. It's true. Like, yes, mask, no mask. I Who knows? It's scary to be forever trapped inside your apartment. Like, if you refuse to have any contact with anyone else, then it, that prospect of being in your place is scary. And then interacting with people is scary. Yeah. Everything is scary. Yeah. You know what's also scary is realizing how loud your husband talks when he's on a conference <laughs> call. And you live you in know, a one-bedroom apartment. Lo- I'm losing my hearing. <laughs> also, what I think is really great about this is like, Kate and I are talking about our husbands. We both live in small apartments with them. They can hear everything we're recording right now. Right now, yeah. yeah. You hear that, Carl? <laughs> Kevin's being uh, really sweet. Um, no, because Kevin is a... Uh, I love you, Kevin. Kevin is a monster. Uh, he doesn't use headphones. He likes to just have speakers out. Wow, that's and blasphemy. like, so I can make that work because I love him and I believe in compromise in marriage. But <laughs> wow, that's some shade. Well, Meg, here's the thing: you can't say what you want to say about him, but we could, and you could just say yes or no and you could if not. you agree Blink with us. Blink twice. Blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Carl just interrupted me to let me know there's a black lab outside the house. <laughs> hey, we can record tomorrow if you want. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, um, Carl, I'm recording. <laughs> He's doing this on purpose. Um, well, let's get on to talking about this episode. So, well, I was hoping tell- I was hoping oh. to surprise you real quick with a mini surprise oh. song. Oh. My- so now, okay, so listeners uh, new to our podcast. Uh, who are called Blisteners. Who are called Blisteners, Bleeding Listeners. Um, so there's a couple things to note. We like to surprise each other with surprise songs. Now, full disclosure, I didn't write this surprise song. This was submitted by a Blissner. <gasps> what? Because in a past episode, we discussed our hotline, because we have a hotline that Blisteners can call into um, to, you know, share their bloody stories. Um, so uh, we, in a past episode, we talked about how we wish we had like an intro song uh, anytime we played a message from a bleeder. Um, and our, you know, number one fan being Becca Roney, Becky, um, she wrote us up this little ditty. Yay, Becky. <clears throat> Feel free to call us on the, feel free to, feel free to, feel free to call us on the hotline. 
Bleeding when you need to cry. Call us on the hotline. Cramping when you need to vent. And we know when the hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. <laughs> if you need, feel free to cuss. 9106 uterus. <gasps> so yeah. good. Thank good. you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. I wish we had a, a, a phone call to play. I don't have any queued up. But, I know. You know. <laughs> Listeners, please call us and tell us how you're doing in your quarantine, in your quarantine. What did we say? Quarantine. <laughs> we said a lot of things. Has anybody had their first quarantine period? I'm on day 29 of my cycle. So so you got another week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It could start right now or next month. <laughs> Mine is um, like T minus eight days away. And I, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because I'm running through my snacks real fast. And I don't want to know what happens when I run out of them completely. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode. So this episode we recorded when we did our own little uh, weekend quarantine, it was just a fun getaway we did at the very beginning of the year. Um, we all got together in a hotel room and the ladies of the Bloom Saloon came and joined us. So the Bloom Saloon, again, is a nostalgia obsessed podcast that's covering every single Judy Bloom book chapter by chapter in minute detail. <laughs> so they came over and we are doing a crossover podcast. So this is part one of the conversation. And for part two, you'll have to hop over to their feed starting tomorrow, the Bloom Saloon, to catch the second half of the podcast. Um, like I said, we covered the iconic Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which was published in 1970. I think Meg Tro has called it the period books to end all period books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, by uh, Judy Bloom. So, yeah, in this episode, you will hear the five of us talk about what this book meant to us. You'll hear us label ourselves as different members of the PTSs. We get into velvet and we get into masturbation. We talk mm. about <laughs> a lot. We really um, do. Uh, and another thing, I was very sick when we recorded this episode, so you won't hear much of me, but you, when I, you, when you do hear me, you, I will sound like Lauren Bacall. So just get ready for that. <laughs> very glamorous. <laughs> and yeah, is there anything else we should say about this episode? I had, we had so much fun with these, with these gals. So yeah. much fun. I think I would say, even if you haven't read, are you there God? I feel like you're still going to enjoy this episode. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Because by the time we recorded it, I like forgot about the book. Like I had read it, but not <laughs> absorbed it. So also um, it will take you like a day to read. So now is a good time since we're all at home um, yeah, to right. find it online and read it. I'm sure there's like an ebook and it's super fun and uh, nostalgic. I mean, I felt like it was nostalgic, even though I'd never read it before, because it just reminded mm-hmm. me of being like a tween. Yeah. 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 So without further ado, that's when you know, notice the FaceTime delay. Yeah, it doesn't. It's so minute until you're trying to say something at the same time. Until you're trying to harmonize together or sing together. Hey, welcome to Vicious Cycle. Oh, should we just... Hey! Hey! hey I wasn't actually saying hi to you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I looked right at you and I said, hey. And that was misleading. Oh, wait. But I, was, I wasn't I was just saying hi to Meg and to Kate. I was also saying hi to Jody and Allison. 
Hi. 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 Because we have special guests in the room with us at this beautiful Hanlory Hotel in Union Square uh, because we are doing a crossover episode <gasps> with the Bloom Saloon. Woo! It's a party. It's This is a podcast about periods and the writers who write about them, I Ooh. guess. Ooh. I just came up with She's that. Good. Thank you. Um, well, we're excited to have Bloom Saloon in the room uh, because... If you haven't put it together yet, we're going to be talking about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, the period book to end all period books. It's um, a period piece. Oh, it really is. It's so a period many piece. ways. Uh-huh. I mean, in so many ways. Yeah. Set in the 70s. There's velvet. Oh, There's head so to toe velvet. velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I know uh, I wanted to first dive into Bloom Saloon. Tell us about your podcast. Tell our listeners about the podcast. Sure. We're a... Um, Judy Bloom Book Club, although we do veer off Judy's course sometimes to mm-hmm. what we call just Judy adjacent novels. Sure, sure, of sure, sure, sure. Of um, which is where we're at right now. We're in a really dark place. <laughs> oh no, um, it's true. Uh, oh, no. With a book called Puberty Blues, which oh. is straight out of Australia, which actually has a lot of menstruation, but is also very traumatic. Oh, okay. so oh, it's wow. an interesting. It, it, it's times like this that we really miss our, our what we call our patron saint of young adult <laughs> uh-huh. literature judy <laughs> because her books are really genuinely very good yeah <laughs> and we like, love her relatively uplifting sometimes terrifying but yeah some are scary mm-hmm. some are you know wacky yeah. it goes a lot of places but like margaret is truly a work of art mm-hmm. yes i agree with that um so how did you two come to form this podcast uh-huh. Well, about three <laughs> years ago, exactly, mm. diddly, diddly, almost diddly. to the day, it was, well, I had been thinking about something I wanted to do in the new year, the new year, which would have been 2017 at the time. Mm-hmm. Good so year. I want to do a podcast. Who do I want to do a podcast with? And Allison was like, top of mind. We can talk oh. and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and then we were like, well, what do we want to talk about? <laughs> what can we talk about forever and ever and ever and ever? Mm-hmm. And the first suggestion Jody had was like Judy Bloom, and then we we're like, okay. But then we like workshopped it. We did a bunch of different we things. We tried a lot of things. We actually did a few test episodes on like Sweet Valley High. Uh-huh. Oh. Are, like perhaps locked yeah, away. We lost. Might wow. Them. Cool. I like. Yeah, it. there's something. But then we we realized like, oh, we could do. There's a lot of Judy Bloom books. We could talk about Judy forever. We love Judy. It just feels right. Yeah. Um, and thus. The Bloom Saloon was born. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. about, I'm thinking that's about the time that we started getting a little bit more serious about this show, I think. So three years for you too? We're, we've been releasing episodes for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Oh, but you planned. But it was, it was a long process. <laughs> 2017 might've been the year where we tried out some of our improv sketch yeah. experiments. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Also locked away. Those yeah. are never We don't think released. we'll record or release those. No need. Yeah. <laughs> no need. <laughs> no one's asking for that. It brought us here eventually. <laughs> That's so. amazing. We just were like, we want to do a podcast. And like three weeks later, we were recording. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love we're that. Planning. Now we're pros. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> now Honestly. look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a hotel room. Yeah. Guests on another podcast. This is kind of You've more than we ever could have imagined. <laughs> made it, baby. <laughs> Pretty fancy. Oh, wow. Well, I feel like um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is like the perfect 
combination of what brings us together today. Mm-hmm. It's a nice bridge. It, it really, really is. In our podcast. It's mm-hmm. so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess one of my first questions for the room is when did you first read this book? Was it formative? Was it like, had you already gotten your period? Was it something that helped you understand it? I'll go because so I read it or read parts of it at some point Mm -hmm. in my youth, but not in a place where I could really understand it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it kind of went over my head or I like grabbed some pieces of it and remembered some parts of it. But I think it hit me the most when we reread it a few years ago and, and like I fully understood the all of the layers. But I think what's interesting to me about it is it was written it was published in 1970 yeah so it's margaret is like the exact same age as my mom so like it helps me relate to like my mother yeah and then like oh yes you were a child with your period once like (laughs) way and like just kind of seeing like what the weird stigmas were when she was young and all that i didn't even think about that because i was doing like a whole sleuth finding mission while reading this book (laughs) trying to figure out what year it was written instead of just going to like the copyright I was like I will will not (laughs) I was telling I was telling the ladies I just finished watching don't fuck with cats this is gonna come up in like seven episodes (laughs) I've mentioned this all day but it's like about like internet nerds that like find a like online killer so I was like I'm gonna find out what year this was written without any help from anyone else just clues from Judy um and (laughs) Judy clues and like this is like a separate podcast yeah I mean yeah I mean she was like should we make it like a game like can Meg guess like what what year it came out I'm like no I'm just gonna tell you when it came out this is not like like, a game are you sure like trying to put all the things together yeah like the velvet outfits the random like record that no one's ever heard of before and then I got really specific I was like is this pre-Nixon or post-Nixon is there like a level of distrust of the government like (laughs) the grandma really could have been either or (laughs) she could have been early 70s or late 70s that grandma is timeless And Bloomheads. Such a nice ring. (laughs) It feels nice. Blah, blah, blah. Um, If you have yet to enjoy Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Here's a quick, like, three-sentence synopsis. Uh, Margaret Simon is a young 11-year-old who moves with her family to New Jersey from the big city of Manhattan. Uh, She moves right into a suburb where she's enveloped into a group of girls um, who are terrifying. Um, they, Nancy is uh, um, yeah, Regina George. Regi- is the really, yeah, she's okay, Regina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's Regina. Yeah, she's absolutely like the kind of mean girl leader of the group, really bossy. Um, and uh, she dubs this secret club the preteen sensations, the PTSs, PTSs, which sensations. That's what made me be like, is temptations like when is this book written the lingo is insane yes. yeah her mom says gads yeah. <laughs> gads that's yeah. i mean that's that's nuts to me i mean 
Some of this could also just be East Coast. I was just going to say, you know, I don't like, where do you yeah, draw yeah, yeah. the line of like people on the East Coast? Are <laughs> They're <weird>. crazy. <laughs> I mean, you saying that she's around our parents' age kind of is blowing my mind because mm-hmm. my mom was born in 56. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. my, my mom is Moose's mm-hmm. age, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. Well, so she moves to the suburb of New Jersey. Um, and we follow her first year of school, um, in this new kind of environment. Um, and she's quickly, uh, enveloped in the dramas of being a a preteen girl where all the girls are keeping tabs on each other's breasts, uh, and whether they socks, socks, whether they are (laughs) or aren't wearing them is important. Um, and their menstruation. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the 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 side plot the side you know theo- theology yeah. bit where she's torn between her her Christian mother and her Jewish father yeah. and like how she will who will she decide to be yeah and the the fact that that is like is so I mean one I'm I'm naive to think that maybe there's less of that tension nowadays but it seemed like in the seventies like it's what uh, ripped. Uh, Margaret's mother and her parents apart. Mm-hmm. They disowned her for marrying a Jewish guy. Just mm-hmm. based on my holiday, it's it's, it's still, still a thing. <laughs> we can talk offline. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like a whole big thing. And so she she does this school project throughout the year, researching whether she wants to be go to the YMCA um, or the JCC, Jewish right. Community Center. The thing that threw me off is that. In the book, Margaret uses um, pads with adhesive, mm-hmm. which didn't really become prominent, like um, per our research, until I think the early seventies, and then it became a lot more prominent throughout the rest of the seventies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, basically within a decade, they're obsolete. Yeah. yeah, the sanitary belts. Yeah. Did you check what edition you have? I didn't. Yeah, because me they have changed. Wow. The technology in the book. Interesting. That's amazing. So this this is a first edition. Oh, got it. From um, the Beardstown Public Library. Of course, <laughs> naturally. And it definitely has the belt. It has all oh. of like the old school like pins and like pad that you have to attach to the belt. And we did a little bit of research when we covered Margaret in our first few episodes. And I think your, Allison's, your book had the adhesive right mm-hmm. yeah um so w- and your edition was maybe a decade later and judy has said that she no so i i can give you the the full scoop on this actually. Ooh. oh exactly how this happened yeah is now the time when? yeah or? i mean if we can if we could veer off course we're let's just, do it we're on course but stay on this track for just a yes. second <laughs> i have a little special report oh my god so first, I want. So like, okay. Do you want a theme music for your I special report? I feel like you need a special report. Special report. Perfect. We nailed okay. it. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> so okay. So first, so they cha- it changed at some point, right? So from from sanitary belts, like mm-hmm. these strange contraptions that you put on to pads with adhesive, which we all know because they gave them to us, and we were like, why? Um, <laughs> and so. But like, who do you think like changed that? Like, how did this come to be? And what's your what's your take on it? Mm. Do you mean in the book or in society? In society, I want to kind of hear like ah. what, what's your kind of your gut 
kind of feeling about this? I bet it was an adhesive company, maybe like <gasps> scotch tape. And they were like, what can we use our sticky technology for no big <laughs> adhesive not like yeah. how did pads come to be how did the the change in the book come to be got it. Like, okay okay, okay. Sorry. okay. Was I, the only one no, I, just, I was going to answer the same way women demanded it they protested like scheming. I was like, like it's wow. a post-war era uh, they had an excess of belts so that's how this <laughs> we were it was wartime they needed nylon. the rubber Well, so I wonder (laughs) if, I mean, because the thing is, they didn't really update anything else. They left everything else to be appropriate for 1970. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder if it was like always, if it was was a brand. I think so. I think it was like sponsored. Yeah. But I think I think you put that cynicism, Jody, into my brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big big pads to do that. Yeah. It reminds me of the ladies in the book from, what is the name of that company? Private Lady? Yeah. Oh, the Private uh-huh. Lady Company. Yeah. Was it Private Lady? You know, they come in under the guise of sex education. Was it Teenage Softies? And then they, right. and then they yeah. get everybody buying their pads. Right. Which I love that Margaret was just like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Like some big ass one hour ad. I'm not going to buy your shit. A lady in the business suit yeah. with a hat. Gray side. <laughs> So no one really noticed this change, this update, until like 2006. And so it was like kind of early blogger days of people kind of like being like up in arms about like, oh, the changes. Like, how can you go change this like beloved work of art? And like, Mm -hmm. it's a period piece. (laughs) And and like, how could you do this? And like, how could that come to be? And it was Judy herself who was like, you know what? If this is the only way girls are learning about how to have their periods and what to do with their their bodies, yeah. then like let them have the right equipment. And so like it was funny because the reaction was all like, ah, like oh, who did this? It's the publishers. It's the publishers. And Judy's like, yeah, yeah. I actually have a quote that I like. She said, "I'm not taking out her velvet party dress. I'm not taking out her <laughs> giant hair rollers, but just the equipment. I've been thinking about it for a long time." And some people said, oh, no, it's a classic. You can't mess around with the classic. And I said, look, we're not messing around with the character or anything else. We're just messing around with the equipment. Fair enough. And so I, like I did it. appreciate that because I was, I, I don't know where you guys grew up. I grew up in Ohio with, like, uh, no sex education and abstinence uh, only. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. And yeah. so I do think that this was, like, a helpful resource. Mm-hmm. I think for me. definitely, And I think for some people, like, I think above all else, I think this book is probably really comforting to other girls who like feel like they can't talk about this. So just reading a character wanting her period and then, mm-hmm. and then seeing someone else get it and be terrified. Like it's just all these like really relatable moments that like we just don't talk about as kids. So then on top of that, if there are people who are coming in blind, if this could be an actual resource for them, yeah. that's beautiful. And it's, I love the moment when it actually happens and she's like, does anyone know? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm different Can you now. Tell? Yeah. <laughs> like, you I know. am a woman. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That that part is kind of the most important kind of nugget. Yeah. I think. Interesting. And that's one Good of the very report. few changes Judy's made to any of her books. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty, yeah, anti-change and censorship. There and was one weird was it it was in one of the fudge books it was in uh mm-hmm. tales of a fourth grade nothing i think he talks about record players and in a couple later editions it's cd players but oh. i think that was like a publisher thing not uh-huh. a Judy thing mm-hmm. you're like so you know interesting what? 
people parents can tell kids what records were. They'll love it. Actually, well, I mean, that's kind of the fun of reading a book, yeah. right? It's right. like knowing, ooh, being able to transport to this like era to the past. The thing I think about this book. So uh, I'm gonna give, I guess, a few spoilers. That's right? Okay. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be the whole it's episode. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry if you haven't read it yet. Actually, this lit- legit, this is the first time I read the book. Oh, I think no. me too. I was no. waiting for a moment where I would be like, oh, this book, but mm. it never happened yeah. for me. But it is so yeah. kind of, it's such a big piece of our culture. Yeah, and you I know, knew it's... it was a period book, like mm-hmm. from before I could even remember when. Like, I think mm-hmm. I just knew in middle school, I was like, oh, that's a book about the periods. Okay. Um, but, you know, throughout the book, the girls in this group get their periods and you kind of see how it happens. And at the very end, Margaret gets her period. Um, and, but I feel like at the end of this book, there are so many loose ends. So you don't really get to see her own her period. It's just like, also the, the fact that she like handed in a project to Mr. Benedict Jr. Oh, MJB. MJB, MJBJ. Um, and, uh, (laughs) He, you know, she's like sad and hands it to him and then she runs away crying and they, there's never closure there that she did a great job, you know, which I assume was a scene that was going to come. Uh, the fact that she only really had three moments with Moose Freed, her big crush. Mm-hmm. But we never knew, like, did they ever talk? You know, did anything happen? Judy doesn't like closure. She's oh, said that yeah. many times. No. Wow. She doesn't write that Just, way. And Margaret's mm. a girl on the verge. You know, I think you're supposed to be feeling that. Of Like, she's on the cusp of this new kind of chapter. So we're all kind of, like, into the unknown, you know? Yeah. And she's kind of moving out of her childhood years into her teenage years. Like, she says... I was able to sit. <laughs> I was able to sit in church and not like fuss wiggle. And, <laughs> she becomes yeah. pretty mature yeah. towards the end. Well, she, also she's on her way to summer camp. Like I want to read that book. Oh, yeah, right. Getting your period right before you, summer camp. Oh my gosh. People have asked Judy so like so many times over the years. Like when is the Margaret sequel coming? Yeah. And she's always said never, never, never because Margaret is twelve. She'll always be twelve. Mm. She just doesn't think of her characters in terms of that way. Like when she, Margaret's told her story, now it's time to move on. You know. Wow. But you can find some of the you can find bits and pieces, and they're we call them like her Judaisms. Yeah. You know, like mm. the things that she carries to the other books and the other characters. Like there, there. A they're, little they're, bit of Margaret in every book. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. Meg mentioned the, the PTSs. And I was wondering before we continue, can we name the five of us? Oh. And make a group name for that. I I, I don't I don't know. It's something about our ages, something about because they say preteen. And we can pick another word besides sensation. <laughs> you guys know how it works, but uh-huh. the like marvelous millennials or something like that. <laughs> I'm actually Gen X. <gasps> Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it be like no need post, to apologize. Instead of preteen, it's like post, post young. Ooh, what about like the post young uh, Titans, the PYTs? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ti- we get a better word than Titan, maybe, but anyway. Tyrant. Tyrant. <laughs> post young tyrants. Post youth. Post youth. Like a key part of um, this novel is the PTSs um, and their regular meetings. Uh, and they, 
established their name, which Nancy Wheeler came up with. Also, Nancy Wheeler, a character in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was hard coming, reading this after having seen all the Stranger Things. Oh, see, I went the other way. It was just very jarring. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I was like, but they can't just. Hey, ah. And she's not. Did no one like read the really book? I think it was a nod. I think it was on purpose. Uh, I mean, right? It's like around it has that time. To be. Yeah. And she is like, she's got tinges of Nancy. Yes, but she's not a but full she's, Nancy. Right? Yeah, she's not full blown Nancy. Nancy Light, Diet Nancy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Diet Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, she's definitely. But uh, Nancy's kind of the ringleader, a bit bossy. And then there's Gretchen, um, who I think is kind of like her yes, yes man, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of a minion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then there's Janie, who I feel like is just the timid, like doesn't want to rock the boat. Um, and I think she's just happy that now there's someone new, like Margaret, who can kind of be yeah. the new Mavis. They can both be short together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, little bloomers. <laughs> Um, well, and so the four of them are this group and they basically like are tight knit. I mean, that might, I get the impression that's her friend group. Now I kind of thought she might have a falling out with Nancy because Nancy's a lot. Nancy's a lot. Nancy's a lot, but they kind of stick through it even through the lying because guess what? Nancy lies about getting her first period. Of course she does. So our friend Molly Sanchez is a Nancy. She's such a Nancy. <laughs> Did she Our lie? Our friend Molly Sanchez famously put bubblegum toothpaste on her underwear <laughs> as a way to show her mom she, she got her period <laughs> like three years before her actual period. Because it's, like, it's like pink. Yeah. yeah. And I think her mom was like, okay, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Good for you, honey. What do we do? Uh, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> I have a little teaser. Um, Judy also faked her own period. <gasps> what? Whoa. I can read you some of this later. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my so gosh. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. She's got the yeah, Judy so what's Bible? the name of this book in your okay, hand? So this is called Letters to Judy, What Your Kids Wish They Could Tell You by Judy Bloom herself. Oh. This came out in the mid-'80s, 86. Wow. It's so, the year of my birth. Oh. Meg, see how easy that was for her to just check the date on it? She just flipped just the page. Flip, just say, I, I'm improving my sleuthing skills. It could save your life one day, Kate. <laughs> how do I do this without a Google? <laughs> Who needs Google? 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 Google. Who needs Google? Um, and so at this point in the mid-'80s, Judy was already really well-known by her young readers, and they looked to her as kind of like... um like an agony aunt, like a dear Abby, you know, mm. writing to her with all their hopes and dreams and problems that they couldn't talk to their parents about. So this book is a compilation of a lot of letters and Judy's responses to some of them. So there's a whole section on menstruation. Menstruation. Of course. Judy says, until I received Ruth Ann's letter. Oh, because Ruth Ann had written about... Um, Periods, basically. Great. <laughs> so, yes. Until I received Ruth Ann's letter, I was sure I was the only one who had ever pretended to get her period. But I was so anxious to get mine that when I was in sixth grade and my friend Rachel began to menstruate, <laughs> I told her that I had started too. She didn't believe me. So the next day, in order to prove it to her, I wore the belt and one of the pads that I had asked my mother to buy for me, just in case, to school. 
Rachel still didn't believe me. So I took her hand, placed it on the bulky pad and said, feel that. (laughs) (laughs) She was surprised. I hoped she wouldn't ask to see further evidence. You know, that's like risky wow, business. Yeah. It's like when I grab my son and I'm like, hey, come here, did you poop? Yeah. <laughs> like, Show me. Yeah. Like her friend's like, hey. <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah. During the morning, during the morning, Rachel complained about her menstrual cramps. I told her that I had them too. When our teacher asked us what we were talking about, we went up to her desk and explained. She nodded and took us out to the hallway where she taught us some exercises to relieve our cramps. Oh, that's amazing. Lying about my period maybe made me feel guilty and ashamed, but I could see no way out without admitting what I had done. So I went on pretending to my friends that my periods had begun. I didn't tell my mother my secret. She started to menstruate when she was 16, and I knew that I'd probably be a late starter too. Aww. Judy. Judy. That is in the book a yeah. little bit margaret's right? the mother didn't start until she was mm-hmm. 14 and then her sister wasn't was 16 i, I remember like there was a family member that was my 16. mom kept telling me that when i was young like you probably i we didn't we all started when we were 15 like you probably won't start until then and like i was like all right okay. like cool i get to go on with like the rest of my life without uh. dealing with this and then when it came Probably because of the hormones and what we're eating at like 13. That was mm-hmm. fine. I mean, it was yeah. definitely a thing. They started later, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, we should look into that more in an episode because I, yeah, I, I hear girls are starting earlier and earlier, but my mom started at age 10 in the, in wow. the 60s or 11. So I don't know. It's curious. Is she drinking like, a lot is of milk. It an, <laughs> is it an old wives' tale or is it just, yeah, like we should fact. Do, like yeah. there's yeah. data. Yeah. We should do Dr. Banking. Kate. We need to know. Megan, note to Megan. Note to me. Question for Dr. Kate. Yep. We leave okay. notes to self for a log. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we might leave it in the pot. I don't know. It's pretty cute. Um, yeah. So other uh, great moments in this book, I think, are um, when uh, a woman in a gray business suit shows up at school and all the girls are in the gym for a presentation and all the boys, I believe, are out playing with the gym teacher <laughs> no, no. no 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 they're playing basketball with their teacher they're like yeah. right they're like they, i thought they were Mr. doing the boys version uh, yeah i thought they were having a talk okay yeah. there was one part in the book where the girls go to do something uh like that like i thought and then the boys just go to play basketball with mr benedict or whatever his yeah. name is they just know like, it's true yeah, yeah. it's before the the um private lady company mm-hmm. people come they do do they have like a, they have a like preliminary the video. meeting yeah um well and so uh i thought that's still just so universal like something's never changed they still mm-hmm. separate classes by gender to be like okay now we're gonna tell you what happens to your body and maybe we'll tell you what happens to your body um <laughs> And, and none of you will ever speak again. That's right. About <laughs> any of this. Can't look each other in the eye again. <laughs> no touching. Yeah. But I just, I loved that part because uh, for Margaret, it became so clear that it was just a ruse to get young girls starting a certain brand early. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Keep an eye out for that shit. Mm-hmm. Make up your she's own She's a city mind. kid. She knows what's what. Yeah, she's yeah. wise. When I can't, it, so I didn't get it at school, but they mailed it to my house. They, like, knew that I was, like, of age. What? And I got pads and tampons in the mail. Interesting. In Ohio. In in Ohio. Were they, were parents upset about that? Was that, like, 
I remember, I mean, my friends weren't like allowed to wear tampons. Mm. Like that was a very taboo kind of thing if you were young. But I think I think it was just a, like, okay, like the razors are going to come in the mail mm. and the tampons and the pads are going to come in the mail. We never no. had like that. No. Yeah. No. So I, because I grew up in Minnesota, which I mean is a blue state. Um, so it makes it a little different, but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's just a little different in that part of the Midwest. Um, but, uh, my public school was so good. And like in fourth grade was when we first learned about like sex and Whoa. periods and then fifth or sixth grade. That's when we were split up and the girls learned about menstruation. We all got a box with a pad and a little deodorant in it. Ooh. And like, that was just kind of like how it was introduced to me. Like and I don't fab fit fun. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I felt special but I also don't remember it being branded but I believe the deodorant was secret yeah yeah sure but I was yeah I was um I went to Catholic school my whole life so I learned about Catholic sex and Catholic periods Mm -hmm. neither of which exist they're not real (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh Eve took the apple yeah I know fuck you (laughs) (laughs) I can bleed yeah we yeah. had a thing, um, I went to a few different schools in different areas, but at that point I was living in New Orleans and it was like mm. a tiny little private school. It was like technically Episcopalian, but very permissive. And we had Project Charlie. Did you guys ever have this? Project Charlie, no. It was, um, I guess, I think it was a national program. It was, it was, its mission was to keep kids off drugs. Okay. So it was all about like building self-esteem like and dare. being, yeah, but it was much more like, um, like it wasn't a scare tactic kind mm-hmm. of program. It was more like feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and have confidence and then you won't need to do drugs. So it was Got very it. like, we'd have to give each other warm fuzzies, Is cold nice? pricklies were bad. Okay. And it was all about, um, like, I remember during every session, the teacher would pick one kid to go up to the blackboard and write, you are someone special. <laughs> and then we so had all these nice. mantras that we would say. Look how this is the cutest thing so ever. Cute. And then as part of that, we learned about sex ed. But it was boys and girls all together in the same class. That's um, great. Wow. I think the school was so, so small, foreign. there'd be like maybe wow. like three boys right. and yeah, three right. girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep them together. Yeah. Um, but that, I feel lucky to have that hearing about kids like you who just like literally nothing in the dark. Yeah. Oh, my parents didn't say anything wow. to me so long to figure out how like bodies work yeah oh. i learned yeah. from one video in fifth grade and my friends yeah so i learned from. my husband tyler just the other day said that he wished he got his period and i said why why <laughs> would you wish that and he said he recently learned that because he's really into working out these days um. and he learned that women live longer one of the one of the theories by why women live longer is because we're constantly replenishing our blood supply every oh. month and so it's like fresh blood brand new kind of like bloodletting situation what? and so men now or non-period havers are going to donate blood once a month so they can have the same effect what what? Like, Whoa. This is like workout pseudoscience? And right. This is like Joe Rogan kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that is such a specific type. Joe Rogan oh, kind of pseudoscience. Really that is so spot on. Oh, but he's gonna start donating blood now. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's what it's gonna I mean, take that's... to like do a good deed, sure, right. sure, sure. Yeah. 
That is wild. Have you ever heard that though? About absolutely like, not. Never. No. Yeah. And the things. I don't I mean, think it's enough blood to really yes, actually make that big of a difference. It's like maybe a couple ounces, right? It's like a few diva cups. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Ask your wow. doctor friend. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Doctor K. Um, I mean, I feel like just you know. If he's going to do this in solidarity of periods, then, like, <laughs> he should bloodlet from, like, his balls. You know? Like, yeah. just, you know what I mean? Urethra. Yeah, I like, oh, I'm going to go get poked in my own. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me a time. cookie that I didn't like. And then you can, yeah. like, simulate cramps. Like, they should have kidney yeah. yeah, they should have kidney stones once a month. Like, <laughs> that might yeah. I mean... We can find a happy medium between those. I've been using this podcast as a screener for men that I uh, meet on dating apps. So mm-hmm. uh, welcome if you're. <laughs> if I recently messaged you about this show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't really want you to I'm bleed out of your balls. Trying to be specific because I've really sent it to a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a great screener to see uh, mm-hmm. if men can handle it. But one guy I met. Um, for like I kind of like our first and only date at a bar like Halloween party and he's like yeah I listen to your show it's like crazy that you guys like can go to work and I was like it's not really the point of our show I really don't want that to be the <laughs> takeaway you to be amazed that we can show up at work oh, well, I can't believe you like can function so patronizing but he That's truly really low base <laughs> he truly didn't mean it to be but I was like oh Uh-oh. buddy <laughs> That's what you're taking away. <laughs> Women are amazing. They yeah. like leave the house, and <laughs> do things. I'm like, are you gonna pat me on the head next? Yeah, right. What's gonna happen? You did it, sport. Oh, did you guys have friends like the PTSs that you sh- at that age that you shared like your periods with that in depth? Because I was trying to re- like reflect when I was reading this book. Later in high school, I had a group of, again, I feel like it's always four. Like, that number four is such a trope, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the Mean Girls four. It's, like, Now and Then, that mm-hmm. movie, um, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Like, it's always four. And I had four friends in high school that we kind of talked more about, like, sex and stuff. But I think I skipped it. I didn't have friends in, like, the middle school era to talk about periods mm-hmm. with. So I don't know if you guys have anything like that. No. We we never talked about periods mm-hmm. except for... The fact that we didn't want to get them, that they were disgusting, it was going to be the worst day of our lives. Like, we <laughs> we were very anti-period, very anti-growing up, didn't want to wear oh. bras. And I think that from reading Margaret um, at that young age, it was my first glimpse into a world where not everybody is like this. Like, yeah. some people want mm-hmm. it. Some people like this. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to believe. I was very skeptical that, like, this could have been a true story just because it was so different from my experience. And um, I went to one school, that school in New Orleans, and then in seventh grade I moved to Australia. And such a different school setting. That was an all-girls school, a huge school. Um, But it was the same kind of situation. Nobody, at least that I was hanging out with, wanted any of that. It was considered yucky. Ah. Yucky. My experience is so different. Yeah. So I had three best friends, and we were like from seventh grade to senior year, just like inseparable, like wow. best pals. And we all had our different, you know, roles in our group of mm-hmm. our Nancys and our Gretchens and all of that. 
But we were way more apt to talk about our periods and be like, let's talk about cramps. Let's talk about periods. Let's talk about what it looks like. Let's talk about tampons. Let's talk about pads. Like we could talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sex, like as soon as we matured in that way and it was like, hey, like maybe somebody got fingered or like something like it was like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like we don't talk about that. Like That's it doesn't right. happen. Like Whoa. we could talk about periods Even we could talk, was and it. we could talk about poop, but like we can't talk wow. about sex. And I still that way when we read books, like the more sexual books that we read them, I was like, <laughs> well, you, we talked about this a little bit on the Bloom Saloon, but you think uh, like a theory is that it could have been chalked up to like religious kind of oh yeah yeah i think so yeah prude yeah mm-hmm. yeah like it was like like i grew up in southwestern ohio like very like mm-hmm. very red <laughs> the reddest part sure. of ohio right next to kentucky even. and right by indiana and like it was yeah it was pretty religious so like the idea of like having sex was like really bad yeah. <laughs> but a period was no big deal yeah but Hmm. What, they weren't connected. Was sex <laughs> happening? Ish. It's like you could do stuff, but you just like you just didn't you did talk, talk about, about it. it. And yeah, like you, so maybe you would talk about other people, but you wouldn't talk about yourself. Uh, it was a weird. We like still have problems. Yeah. Like because those friends are still <laughs> you my really good. Now. No, they're yeah. my, still my good friends. But like, and I'm very much approved. Like yeah. about On the podcast, I'm always having to be like Allison. Let's talk about this one scene. And she was like, Oh, I was hoping we could skip over yeah. that. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. I mean, She's like, can we read this? Actually, can we read this sex scene? Can we talk about the noises? And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I know you guys did. Um, Summer Sisters. That must have been. That was sexy. But it was quite sexy. I read that at a formative age, and it was comforting for me because I was a young and frequent masturbator, ah. and it was just really nice. The power, yeah, oh to God. the power with the bear. Oh, the power. Um, oh yeah, I was God, like, thank you, Judy bear. Broom. Yeah, oh, I mean, for me, it was a pillow, but um, but even still, I was just like, <gasps> I like. I just assumed I was the weirdest girl in the world. And I was like, if you had Judy. had letters to Judy, Ugh. Um, Judy was a very frequent masturbator. Oh, Judy. She really, um, I read something. It was an interview with her in her later years, but she said um, she was at a hotel where they had like a, a, did, a bidet with a detachable shower head. And okay. she was like, if I was 15, I would never have left the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. I, I love, love her. I love it. Well, I love and you know, her. so she, have you ever read, um, and then again, maybe I won't? No. So it's that? kind of the spiritual follow-up to Margaret. It's oh. the, the boy's puber, puberty. <laughs> You've been having a hard time saying puberty. <laughs> but the book. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's much more, like, whereas, like, Margaret's kind of naive and sweet mm-hmm. and, like, I think kind of true to herself, it's like, Tony's got like socks that he's trying to hide and like sheets he's trying to hide sure. and like it's a little more frank it's kind of great yeah but um but but then while Margaret's not much of a masturbator we've Deanie Deanie oh yes she had her special place mm-hmm. I oh um because I remember looking through the list and because I mean because that's the one thing that really stands out is that it was 1970 mm-hmm. um and just completely unabashedly talking about this stuff that us putting out a podcast in 2018 about periods felt like, oh, we're freaking badasses. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm just, it's amazing that she was destigmatizing 
it that early. Mm-hmm. Even like the fact that the girls' dads had Playboys and like that's that was actually very much accepted. They weren't yeah. like, My dad's a perv. They were right. like, My dad has Playboy. I was like, Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sex positive. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because in some ways I feel like my in some ways my family was similar. Um, only I had four siblings. Um, but like there were playboys in the house that like were hidden, but not hidden. We all knew where they were. They were under the sink in the master bedroom. Um, and so like if we want to look. masturbation closet. <laughs> the family masturbation closet. Uh, totally normal suburban stuff. Um, and, uh, and I definitely throughout my life have always had a Nancy Wheeler. And yeah. like now Kate and I just made eye contact (laughs) I don't know if I've been I think Nancy Wheeler either people grow out of being Nancy Wheeler or those are kind of like the toxic girls you need space from kind of where you become them (laughs) oh my god am I the Nancy Um, but yeah I mean I don't know is this kind of a part where maybe we can go around and see who are we out of out of the PTS's who are we? Who and do I, we identify with? I most? really want to know everyone's like cool girl name that they used when they were a kid. Yes, because yes. I've got mine locked and loaded. Because oh, I can't remember. So I know that they they made Margaret be Mavis, Mavis. Uh, and I believe Nancy was, was Alexandra or Alexandra. And there was Veronica and Kimberly. Oh yeah, oh so glamorous. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then Mavis. Mavis. Um, that's that's so. Like, uh, you're a Mavis. Yeah, Mavis. You just get the bottom of the There's barrel. a realtor billboard in Temescal near where I live, and it's like the the realtor's name is Mavis, and I just look at it every time I go get coffee, and I'm like, Margaret, <laughs> you're doing all right. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, because I, especially at this time in my life, I was definitely probably a Janie. I think I was kind of yeah. quiet, just went with the flow, let the bossy girls do their thing, um, and just kind of. I I was a quicker to develop though, but mm. but even still, I was I was more of a Janie, and my fancy name was Sophia. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, good. That's very on trend now. That's oh, pretty nice. So name. many Isabellas and Sophia. All Although the birth announcements. My Barbies were always Tori. Ooh. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's so like. Everyone thinks they're a Carrie. Everyone thinks they're a Margaret. <laughs> I don't. This but is tough. I feel like I'm a blend. Like, I was definitely a Janie-esque character. Like, went with the flow. But I could also see myself being a bit of a yes man. Mm. But pa- certainly passive. Um, but I was also, like, a rule follower like Margaret. So, you know what? I think I'm just... You were also, um, what's the name of the girl who develops quickly? Oh, Laura, Laura Danker. Danker. Oh, were you a little bit of a Laura Danker? No. Really? You would assume because I have massive breasts. That, <laughs> um, but no, if you looked at pictures of me, I wasn't like a kid who was 4'10 with like D's or anything. Um, but yes, I, I understand why you would make that assumption. And what's your, and what's your fancy name? Kelly. <laughs> but then like my friend growing up was kind of a Nancy, so sometimes she would get Kelly and I don't even remember what I would be left with. Mavis. But I always wanted to be a Kelly. Is it after Kapowski or probably, Taylor? Probably Kapowski. 
it was like a Barbie name without being a Barbie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she was the friend. Like yeah. the yeah, like the uh, the like human personification of a Barbie in my mind was a Kelly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Kelly all the way. I'm I'm a Margaret. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a like I'm not the main girl, you know, but like I'm also not the most like passive one. Like I kind of and and I'm one that's like this is the way that things should be and this yeah. is how we're going to do them and these are the rules and I, like I think rules. I'm a Margaret hearing you explain that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I have a, you know, I have a bite to me. Yeah, I can do. be very stubborn. I'm like a Margaret from a broken home. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Yeah, she had very, she had very progressive parents yeah. which like my and artsy. Yeah, so that's, my parents are like jocks and like, Irish Catholic Democrats mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like moderate Democrats mm-hmm. so yeah she came from like a very like wonderful family yeah. aside from the religious tension mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but the one-on-one time with grandma I know I mean, who would ever want to turn that down that is the dream I know what's your secret name Teresa. <laughs> okay. Everyone's so excited to share their names. <laughs> Teresa. Where did that one come from? I just like when I would play boarding school, which was a game when we had Amanda Rosenberg on our show, we talked a lot about boarding school. And that was to me, that was like my fantasy. Like I was like a public school in the Midwest. So like a fancy boarding school. And I was like, I'm Teresa and I ride horses and I go to boarding school. So yeah. So just Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> What's much. your dream? Yeah. You're like, oh my God, you're my friend. This is so cool. <laughs> Tell me more about the tuck shop. Oh my gosh. I don't want to say Margaret too because everyone else said Margaret but my interpretation of being Margaret is a little bit different because I didn't see her as a rule follower Mm. I saw her as a little more sassy Mm. she could be sassy she had a really great read of Nancy like page five Mm -hmm. she was like I don't know what Nancy's talking about she's not the same as a playboy model right (laughs) burn Margaret totally yeah so I think I was the sassy side of Margaret um, but also a little bit of Janie too, because I was always the shortest in the class. Mm-hmm. I was a very late physical developer, mm-hmm. and um, but it makes me want to know more about Gretchen, though. We don't know anything about Gretchen because maybe we're Gretchens, we just don't know it. Yeah, she was like Gretchen Oreos. the one? Yeah, that was always like gaining weight. Yeah, they were like, yeah. her dad was the doctor and yeah. the anatomy book. Mm-hmm. And what's your your name? So, Frere Jaca. Oh my god! <laughs> Casual Frere Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Wow. <laughs> when I was really young, wow. I thought that song was all pretty girls' names. <laughs> like, Dorme Vu is so beautiful. And Sonne La Matina. <laughs> That's amazing. I hope you have children or animals named all of those things. <laughs> will not have children, but I will have plenty more animals in my future. And you're so right. Yeah. One of them has to be Frerajaka. Yeah. Oh. And Dorme <laughs> And Bing Bing Bong. <laughs> oh, my God. We just had a litter. Bing Bing and Bong. <laughs> like the hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> Frere Jaca is just like a beautiful like Pomeranian. I was gonna say oh. pony. <laughs> um, That's fantastic. Uh, so I feel like I have all the vicious cycle ladies. I'm probably the most Nancy. Oh. But I uh, here's the thing, and, and you see it, here's and that's important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, 
Okay. You've accepted but let me, it. Let me explain. You- I was always at the, okay at this age. So I moved across the country at in sixth grade. So I really identified with Margaret mm-hmm. um, because I remember the feeling of going into sixth grade, trying to feel out people in this new town, this new school. And being kind of frustrated that people didn't know me and like trying to like play it cool, but also like wanting to show my personality. And like, I remember that being really frustrating that like they don't know me. They didn't grow up with me. So like I can. So I yeah, like Margaret trying to like feel people out and like read people like I can totally identify with that. I'm a little bit Nancy because I am a little bossy. But I was never like I was never the mean girl. Like I was never I would never lie about that kind of thing. And like so that that's not my Nancy and my mom was never like the clued in PTA mom either. Like she was there and super involved and awesome, but like never was like the the head mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was never like the head, like clued in middle or high schooler. Oh, and then my um, fancy name was Kirsten. Oh, <laughs> that's a good such one. a good one. It's not Kristen, it's Kirsten. Kirsten. Kier- oh, that's <laughs> such a good one. Oh, I so love fun. that we all. I mean. I mean, there's no Frere Jaca, but obviously. Great. So that wraps up part one of the Bloom Saloon Vicious Cycle crossover episode. So definitely starting tomorrow, check out the Bloom Saloon, wherever you get your podcasts to catch part two of our chat. And in that episode, you'll hear us talk about boobs, pubes, fan fiction. (laughs) We do a Jeopardy game. We read one star reviews. Um, and with that, before we go, do we want to do a quick why I smiled, why I cried, why I smized, why I cried for for the newbies potentially listening? We have an ongoing segment called why I cried because, you know, we're hormonal. Um, but in these current times, I would love to do a why I smiled. I would love that. Um, I mean, I just want to put it out there. This is not a better good time uh, to be someone who weeps at the sight of people coming together. Oh, my music. God. It's been. A, I mean, you got it's you got Italy singing of, from balconies. Yeah. You got oh Dallas God. singing from you lean on me. You got. <laughs> Wait, like, what is that? Just, Dallas singing. There was another like people in Texas like singing outside their windows. What? Uh, I will say the imagine thing by all those celebrities can suck a dick. It's a big miss. Stupid. Big miss. Imagine if you gave your money Seriously. to people who really needed it. Imagine if you didn't jerk off <laughs> at the sound of your own voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, easy if you try. <laughs> um, Meg Hayes, why don't you start us? Why did you smile? Why did you smize? Why did you cry? Why <laughs> did I smile this week? Smile this smile week. Smile this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is around here. Around here. When I talk about why I smile this week. Oh, yeah. I'm it's been the smiling. longest week of my life. um friend of the pod katie newman suggested that i watch next in fashion on netflix tan france's new show and um there are just some really lovely talented designers on that show that made me smile and they Mm. yeah i think like being at home all day i'm just thinking about all the things that make me happy that I'm excited to do 
again and like thrifting or like you know buying clothes that make me really happy that are mm. bright in color and like that lingerie and- episode i want that the lingerie winner one oh have Which you seen the whole thing yet the- yes i have where it was Which like one? super colorful and like the guy wore a mask like a gaggy oh mask. yeah marco marco oh God, yeah so good. he's good um but yeah they're just a lot of happy bright colors and inspiration and Right now, all I want to do is, like, listen to beautiful things, look at beautiful things. Uh, That's what I'm about right now. So Next in Fashion was, like, a great escape. I would highly recommend it. I love Love it. Yeah. Um, My uh, also um, something you can watch on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. Netflix is just going to be killing it. Oh, my God. The shelter in place. They're making Um, so much virus money right now. Yeah. I adore Ugly Delicious. It's, um, I think his name is David Chang. Um, He's like New York chef. uh, And it's season two just came out. And season one is super fun um, where he just like meets up with interesting people and celebrities and comedians. And like they travel together and eat really interesting, delicious food. And um, season two came out. And in the very first episode, um, they follow he and his wife's pregnancy. And I was just like, and it was, it's revolutionary. Like this show makes me smile so much. Cause he also has this artist friend who I can't remember the name of. Um, and, uh, and he's just hilarious and a interesting character, but, um, it was revolutionary. Cause in this first episode, they're talking about like cooking for your children and cooking for children in general. And, um, you know, how to like make sure kids like develop a palate, all that stuff. But also his wife goes, um, to eat sushi with someone while she's pregnant. And she's like, okay, let's like unpack this. Cause it's like an expert who like dug into like, you know, all the reasons you're not supposed to eat this stuff. You're what you're not supposed to eat when you're pregnant. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's cause it has the same risk of when you're not pregnant. It's just, you know, eating anything raw it has some sort of risk, but that's it. It's, it's like, there's not necessarily uh, any detriment to the child. It's just, hmm. you could get sick. And you don't want to be sick when you're pregnant. Weird. Yeah. So they just, but it was just, I was like, r- felt really empowered seeing cool. like a pregnant woman eat sushi and just be like, cool. And have I like really a little bit of this. sake and be like, it's one fucking drink of it's sake. It's fine. Yeah. But I definitely, yeah. I recommend it. Both seasons are super fun. I, I like show, like, I like the idea of a show following a dad, like a person mm-hmm. becoming a dad, because we don't really see that uh. experience very much. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like a double standard of, you know, like the pregnancy is the the uterus tapper's experience or, mm-hmm. you know, woman or non-binary person. And like seeing the other partner's experience, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really great. I, that's a good wreck, Meg. Check it out. It will make you hungry I, as ah, I'm watching shit. it. I'm just like, shit, I really need a big old steak right now. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could say I was watching cool things on Netflix, but I'm really just watching Vanderpump Rules on Hulu. <laughs> it's so bad, but it reminds me of a, of the before times. Right. So um, I don't re- I don't recommend that show. Um, but what's made me smile is the several like happy hour Zoom calls I've had with my family, um, which has been oh, freaking wonderful. And especially on Friday, I we 
Zoom or Google chatted, Google Hangouted, Google hung outed mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> with my family and my nephew. And he came over and was just like cut through all the bullshit. There were several people on the call and he was just like, I want to talk to Kate. <laughs> so I was like, what can I? Grady, he's three and a half. I was like, Grady, what can I can I help you? And he goes, I want to tell you something. I miss you. And that carried me through the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like him telling me that he missed me carried me through uh, and probably will continue to carry me through. The fact that my nephew was like, Grandma, Grandpa, everybody up, Carl, get out of here. Kate, shut the hell up for you. Give me Auntie Kate. <laughs> so, listeners, we don't quite know what we're coming out with next week. Yeah, you know, because who knows but- what the next week holds. Yeah, maybe we'll all be dead. So, um, (laughs) anyways, we will continue to record in some capacity. This was going to be one of our last episodes, but I think we'll keep going. We have to talk, see what we can all handle. We literally Um, have nothing else to do. So in the meantime, listeners, find us on Instagram and connect with us there. Meg Tro and Meg Hayes are killing the Instagram game. We call our hotline 9106-UTERUS. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us why you smiled. And definitely check out this part two over at the Bloom Saloon podcast and make sure to subscribe to those guys. And they're on Instagram too, the the Bloom Saloon podcast. A hoot. In the meantime, keep calm. And don't be a Nancy. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.